Hello. Welcome back to the podcast, Dodging Through Bean. It is your host, Young Stud. Accompanied today is my co-host and Jacob. Jacob, welcome to the first postseason podcast, a Dodge into the Ravine edition. We finally made it. How does it feel? We have made it. <clears throat> Excuse me. First postseason podcast. It's it's. I'm excited. It is uh is definitely going to be a, a little different style of a pod just because it is postseason. And um, man, I'm excited for this postseason. I'm excited for this lineup. I'm excited for this podcast. This is going to be a big October. We can only hope it'll be a big October. Um, we're going to dive into the matchup, a deep dive into the matchup, and uh, talk about the Dodgers and how they match up and what we think the Dodgers can do. So, again, the Dodgers, we did our last ending regular season podcast on Sunday talking about the 162-game season that started all the way back in uh, spring training. And we started this podcast back in spring training as well, just before the season began. So well, we've come a long way. It's, it's October now. And this is what we, you know, what kind of we play for, what we watch or whatever, right? So, like, these are the games that are obviously mean the most and what we get up for. So we're looking forward to it. The Dodgers, 11th straight time in the postseason out of 11 tries, they have one World Series. One World Series in 60-game season, no World Series in 162-game season. So what leads you to believe that this Dodger team can win in a full season this year? What is the, the deciding factor to you that says, okay, they could win it finally in a 162-game season? I think it's going to be our rookies and – a few key veterans on the team. I think it's going to be the veterans uh, guiding the way for the rookies that will ultimately lead us to the World Series. I think that's what it's going to be. Yeah, I mean, obviously this Dodger team has quite a lot of rookies. I'm not sure any other Dodger team has had this many rookies. I mean, maybe back when the uh, you know the rookies came up with Seager and, and Jock and Bellinger, maybe then, but even then, I'm not sure how many rooks were on that team, but especially in the starting rotation and bullpen and all that, a lot of rookies are going to be counted on you know, in the postseason, and I don't think that's a bad thing. I, I don't think that is a bad thing. You know, everybody kind of, like, vows for, you know, experience, like, oh, experience matters. You got to have experience. But to have experience, you have to get experience. You have to play, right? You have to get experience first. You can't just – you don't just wake up with experience. So, you know – I think these guys getting their chance at, at you know first taste of postseason baseball is a good thing. And uh, the Dodgers, if you don't know, if you live under a rock, are going to face the Arizona Diamondbacks in the National League Division Series, a team that we have seen before plenty of times uh, in the, the regular season and in the playoffs. We have met, we have matched up with the D-backs before. So when you think about the Diamondbacks, what is the first thing that comes into your mind when facing the Dodgers? Speed. I am speed. When I think of the Diamondbacks, Corbin Carroll comes to my mind. A lot of their young guys with the wheels because Dodger catchers always get ran on. That's pretty well known out there that defensively, Dodger catchers tend to get run on a lot. And that's a big worry for me because walks lead to earned runs. 
and giving up walks or even just bases in general to guys who are quick, it's like the probabilities of them scoring are just, it's high and only be increasing. Yeah, that is uh, definitely also what I think about when I think of the D-backs. As the old saying goes, speed kills, right? Speed kills. And listen, the Dodgers kind of fundamentally sound. I, I would say, you know, 100-team winner. I don't know if they, you know, stick out in one proponent of where they're a stronghold. Like, when you think of D-backs, you think of speed. When you think of the Dodgers, you think of kind of an all-around team, right? Good lineup, obviously. Good pitching. All-around pretty good. Didn't really stand out to me in one area. So the D-backs pose a huge threat to the Dodgers, in my opinion, because uh, of speed. And the Dodgers, you, know, you mentioned the catching, and I think the Dodgers did a good job of, you know, in the second half kind of cleaning that up with the solemn bases and stuff. They weren't getting ran on as much. And so, uh, you know, they kind of cleaned it up in the second half. But, again, this team is still very prone to giving up solemn bags. And the D-backs have a lot of speedsters, I think. I mean, you can make a case that they're the speediest team in the postseason still. So, yeah, this is a – I don't want to say it's a nightmarish matchup. I don't want to be all doom and gloom here, but this is a a matchup that bodes well for Arizona. Yes. Sadly, I think I'd have to agree with you there. Arizona, man, they're just – I wanted to face Milwaukee. You said that Arizona was going to win, and, you know, I honestly wasn't expecting that. They're like, they're. I think they're pretty underrated coming into this matchup, and because of the fact that they do have good starting pitching, and just the entire team is just, they got a mix of everything. Yeah, there's a lot of red flags when it comes to this D-backs team and the Dodgers. Like, you know, going back, you know, we talked about the wild card around the Brewers and D-backs. You know, the series that the Diamondbacks just won in two games. You know, on the road in Milwaukee. The Brewers did not scare me. Like, if the Brewers won, I think the Dodgers have a, had a chance to sweep that series. I think the Dodgers probably could have swept the Brewers. Maybe the Brewers get lucky and take a game, but I just couldn't say the Dodgers ever losing to Milwaukee, especially in the five games. In this scenario, the Diamondbacks, that is not the case. The Diamondbacks pose a serious threat to knock out L.A. And uh, for, you know, numerous reasons, I mean – Diving into the pitching matchup here, we got Merrill Kelly going for the D-backs on game one against Clayton Kershaw for the Dodgers. Game one, Saturday at 620. So the notion with Merrill Kelly out there is that he has never won a game against the Dodgers. And that that just screams like, I'm forgetting the word, but that screams like tables turning. You know, that, that screams karma. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm kind of searching for the word, but you know what I'm saying? I do get what you're saying. Yeah, it's like he's due to win that Dodgers team. Yeah, and he's kind of due. Right, exactly. Like it's been way too long for him to not have a win here. Yeah, and so, you know, you could talk about, you know, 0 and 10 all you want against the Dodgers, but guess what? If he wins this one game against the Dodgers, that's the biggest. It's not going to matter. That's the biggest time. It doesn't matter any other game he's ever lost. He wins this one against the Dodgers. Diamondbacks are in a pretty good spot. So it just screams like he's due to win, and that is scary. And, you know, the Dodger offense has a case to go really hot or really cold. I I don't – 
there's not really in between with the Dodgers in the postseason. So I kind of wonder what team we're going to get here in the postseason. Are we going to get the hot Dodgers that kind of just tack on eight runs? Or are we going to get the cold Dodgers that can't even hit a beach ball? So when you think of the Diamondbacks rotation, it'll be Merrill Kelly game one. We do not know the rest of the series probables for Arizona, but we got in all likelihood Zach Gallen in game two and Brandon Fott in game three. So Gallen, Fott, Kelly, how do you think the Dodgers match up with those three? Like you said, versus Kelly, he's due for a win at this point, but I do not think that time is yet. I think he's going to have to wait until the next regular season for that to happen. And Zach Gallen. Gallen, you know, they had an interesting start versus the Brewers his last outing. And I, I'm pretty sure he does good at Dodger Stadium. So I would just, I think Kelly, you know, I don't, I'm not going to say it's going to be an, an easy game to win. But I would just, you know, the odds, the numbers, I'm, I'm going I'm to take them into my favor. Okay. Um, Zach Gallen. Yeah, Zach Gallen. Okay. His numbers, I don't think they're that great at Dodger Stadium, to be honest with you. Yes, I don't think he does good either there. I think he's really just a uh, a home pitcher. His, he does amazing at home. Merrill Kelly and Zach Gallen don't do great against the Dodgers. They have a couple of starts mixed in there that they've done good, but historically they don't do all that great. You know, Brendan Fott, game three starter, he's Brendan Fott. He's nothing special. But he could shut out the Dodgers. He could get rocked against the Dodgers, right? I, I could see it going either way. I could see it going either way. I, You know, it just kind of depends on what pitcher we see out of Gallon and Kelly and Fott and what kind of Dodger offense. We, like, I think these games are going to be blowouts or going to be really close. I, I I think there's no in between. Kind of like the Rangers and Rays. Like, it's Rangers have a great cool. offense. If they're going to win, I think they're going to blow out the Rays, and they did. So the Dodgers and, and D-backs – these are going to be really close games or not so close games. I, there's no other scenario I think in between. Okay, so either right there or just no chance of them competing. All right. I, I can see LA blowing the D backs out. I can see the D backs blowing the Dodgers out. Right. I, I can see that. Yeah, I think it's Arizona. I think Gallon is going to be specifically ready for this. I mean. None of these young guys on Arizona have been to the playoffs. The last time they made it was in 2017. So they're going to be eager to beat us. You know, they've been watching us blow past them for the past six, seven seasons. So I I wouldn't be surprised by a blowout. I wouldn't be surprised if it's, you know, right there, head-to-head game in the eighth inning. Yeah, so uh, the Dodgers beat the D-backs. Eight out of 13 times this season. Does that matter to you? It does in a way, yeah. Like, when I was in Arizona and I saw Brandon Pavdot play, he did pretty well versus us, actually. Like, he, I think in the fourth or the fifth inning, he still hadn't given up a run. Like, it was just a really, like, good game, slow game for the Dodgers. So, I wouldn't, like... It, it's going to be a good series. It's just... It's it's really gonna be one sided or the other. Like I, I, I think you're hundred and ten percent right on that. Like it'll either be ten to one Dodgers Diamondbacks or it'll be three to four heading into the bottom of the eight. 
Yeah, I, I think that's just the way it kind of shakes out here with the pitching and the offense both teams have. It could really go either way. Um, so, uh, yeah, for me, this season series really doesn't matter, especially after last year. Like, it doesn't matter. Now, the Brewers and the Dodgers, like, the Dodgers kind of own them in the regular season as well. But the, the Dodgers just matched up a whole lot better with Milwaukee. I wasn't even thinking about, you know, season series. Yeah, it's cool to beat them a lot and kind of own them. But to me, it was more than just, oh, we kind of beat them. No, like. The Dodgers have a great matchup with the Brewers, and they don't have a great matchup with the D-backs. So uh, Arizona posts a lot of threats for the Dodgers, I believe. So the season series does not matter to me. It doesn't matter that they beat us or we beat them. Uh, playoffs is a different animal, right? We know that better than anybody. And so uh, the Dodgers got to be ready to go because if they're not ready to go, Arizona definitely will be. Um, so I don't take too much into account with season series. Because uh, we saw last year at the Padres, right? I mean, the, we beat the Padres like 15 times out of 20. And what happened? So, uh, yep. none of that matters. Okay. Yeah, you, you definitely have your point with the Padres. Um, like I said, the playoff baseball is completely different than regular season. And, you know, what could go on in that clubhouse right before game one is completely different than game 162. Yep. Absolutely, and like we mentioned earlier, this is the rematch of the 17 LDS. The Dodgers went to the World Series that year in 2017 when they matched up with Arizona. So maybe having some good luck, you know, facing the D-backs. Um, I, I just don't think it'll be a sweep. The Dodgers made pretty easy work of Arizona in 2017. It, they, they really did not even look all that great against the Dodgers at all. In fact, I think even that season, the Diamondbacks with the Dodgers, in the regular season series. Like, they, they won the season series in the regular season, and the Dodgers just handled them pretty easily, right? So that's what I mean. Like, season series does not matter. The regular season does not matter as far as matchups go. When it's postseason, all bets are off. So, um, yeah, uh, I would not take Arizona lightly. Uh, Dodgers off day swoons. So, you know, we've seen the wild card rounds take place. All the series are over. No electric atmospheres in some places. And, uh, you know, Arizona's coming in hot, right? They partied up last night. They're already in L.A. probably today. Probably take a workout tonight at Dodger Stadium. You know, how does that kind of play into the fact that the Dodgers are just kind of going through the motions, right? They're trying hard to, you know, keep fresh, stay loose, be ready for, you know, Saturday. Does it affect you or do you think does it affect the Dodgers? They're going to be off for about a week before they get playing again. Yes, I definitely think it does have an effect. That much downtime, I, I mean, it's it's questionable because, like you, the Diamondbacks, any team who advances from the wild card, they're coming in with more momentum. They're coming in uh, with that, like just that fire. You know, they just they just sent another team home. Their that other team is no longer advancing. Like they they made it. So I definitely think that that week stretch is gonna. I wouldn't say have like a big effect, but I know the Dodgers have had a couple of scrimmage games. I know they've been practicing, but it's just like it's it's not the same as a wild card game. So I I do think it does have an effect, but I think the Dodgers will be ready for it. Yeah, it does have effect. Baseball is a game of you know kind of playing every single day, so it's important to play every single day as a baseball player. 
Arizona's going to have a couple off days here as well, but uh, not as much time as the Dodgers will have off. And of course, Clint Kershaw has pitched like every start for the last month on a Saturday, so he'll have a week rest as he goes on Saturday. What are your expectations for Clint Kershaw in game one? Clayton Kershaw is going to go – if he doesn't go a full six innings, he's going to go – he's going to go five and one-thirds, five and one-thirds specifically. Remember that? And if he does go the full six, he's going to give up three under runs. If he goes five and one-thirds, he's giving up one run. Okay? These are, these are my very specific numbers. And he will have five strikeouts. Okay. Um, I You know, I don't think he'll go six innings. I mean, he might. He pitched into six last game against the Giants, so that was encouraging. I mean, if he's Dylan, right, if he's Dylan, it depends on what the score of the game is. Uh, there's going to be a lot of variables, and this is where it gets kind of murky, right, with the Dodgers. The Dodgers love analytics, and I've kind of laid off this talk for a little bit here, but uh, this is the time of the year where the Dodgers can get very analytical instead of playing with their heart, playing with their eyes, and kind of what's on the field. They go by a script and what the computer says, and you do that, that leads to uh, not great results, in my opinion. So if Clint Kershaw is dealing, it's just like leave him in there. Personal. Okay. Like if it's yeah, a scoreless game in the fifth inning or the sixth inning, let's just say it's like five shutty, it's like a one to one game or zero zero game, he's at seventy pitches. I think the Dodgers probably pull them. Personally, I think they will pull them. If it's like seventy pitches, like a one one game in the sixth inning, they'll go to the bullpen at that point. That's just my opinion. Do yeah, I agree with opinion- it? I don't I'm kind of 50-50 because Kershaw, we know who he is at this point, and it could get out of control fast, but so can the bullpen. So it's going to be it's going to be in the hands of God. Let's just put it at that. It's going to be in the hands of that guy with the clipboard in his hand, just calculating numbers all game long. And, yeah, I, I agree with you. If it is like a 1-1 game, it's the sixth inning, you know, mo- chances are they will pull. They will pull Kershaw. Like they, they should let him run out there. You know, if he's at seventy pitches in the sixth inning, hey, we're gonna let you go out for the seventh because we want to. Like, like why not? But uh, Dodger fans, like you and I both know this. That that's that's just not how our front office works. It's just, and then with his injuries as well. You know, you do want him healthy for the championship series, the World Series, but it's like the same time it's like if he's dealing out there and he has no issue with it then there really shouldn't be a reason to pull him if he wants to stay out there if he feels comfortable if he knows he's doing well like leave him in leave him in like there should be no reason to pull out a starter and game one of the division series at 70 pitches through six innings even kershaw like let him go up to 80 innings i mean 80 pitches 80 innings. Yeah, I agree with you. I agree with you. Let the starters pitch. You know, these guys are playing with their heart out there. And, uh, 
you know, Clint Kershaw, one of the best competitors ever. So if he, you know, feels ready to go out there, if he wants to go, it's going to be totally dependent on the score and what's going on. I don't know right now. We obviously don't know. But like I said, if it's a close game in the sixth inning, maybe we have a lead, maybe it's tied. I say you let him go. If we don't have a lead, fine, go to the bullpen. But, uh, you know, for me, you let your guys go out there. And if he wants to go back out there, you let him go back out there. But you take it batter by batter, right? So that, that's yeah. how I would play it. Yeah, batter by batter, definitely. Like, so this is what I would do. You know, Kershaw's in there in the sixth inning. Uh, he gives up a leadoff walk. His, the rest of the inning is entirely, for me, dependent on that next batter. If he doesn't get that batter out, I'm pulling him out. I'm pulling him out. I just – I wouldn't – I can't, like, first and second, no outs. Kershaw is, you know, fading away. I just – I wouldn't leave him in there. If he does get that second batter out, I'll let him finish the seventh inning. Like, it's just – it's just my little ways. Yeah, so – it's going to be up to today, Robertson staff to do that. And uh, I'm interested to see if they learn from their mistakes. I'm very interested to see if they learn from their mistakes. Win or lose, I'm going to be very interested, obviously, in this series and how it goes and how they win or how they lose. I'll be interested in how they kind of put it together here. So uh, that's kind of our claim, Kershaw hypothesis. Overall, though, of course, you know, Christian Walker has done really good against Clint Kershaw. That's no secret. Um, D backs like they pose up there to Clint Kershaw, but Clint Kershaw is, is a good pitcher himself. So, um, for me, I, I think we should get a quality start minimum out of Kershaw, five innings. Technically, six innings is a quality start, but I think we get like five innings out of Kershaw and like two runs. I think that's kind of where we're at. Yeah, definitely like the six inning mark. Yeah, six inning mark is like where I want him to go to. So that is kind of what we think about Clint Kershaw. And, of course, Merrill Kelly on the opposite side here for Arizona. You know, not really good against the Dodgers, but it could change that fast, right? And uh, we know how the Dodgers operate in October, so it could change that fast. And I hope not, but uh, the Dodgers have not lost a postseason opener since 2015. That was the 2015 NLDS game one against the Mets. Of course, the Dodgers will lose that series in five. So overall, the Dodgers are pretty good in game ones. Would you expect the Dodgers, or are you taking the Dodgers in game one? Yeah, I'm taking Dodgers winner game one all day. And why do you believe that? I believe that because home field advantage, um, like like we said, it, it is the D-backs at the end of the day. Like I just you know they're the D-backs. And Kershaw, you know, Kershaw, home field advantage, um, you know, potentially close, getting closer to the end of his career. I just, game one just looks like it's ours. It feels like it belongs to us. Okay. And, uh, you know, you're talking like David Vasse, kind of talking like David Vasse. I heard him on Daughter Talk talking about, like, the D-backs are a better match. He thinks the D-backs are a better matchup than the Brewers were. I disagree. Obviously, we have our disagreements, agreements, but I personally think the Diamondbacks are a much tougher matchup for the Dodgers. 
and uh, we'll see how that plays out. He says they're probably one in four, but they think he thinks they could sweep as well. I personally, like I said, the Dodgers could sweep, but I think we're more likely to see a game five than we're more likely to see a sweep. Yeah, I think, in like in terms of odds and percentages, game five is definitely higher than a uh, sweep, hundred percent. I don't, I don't see the D backs getting swept. Like that's that's a ridiculous statement. Yeah, I I just can't see it. that that team is playing with a lot of uh, heart and swagger. I think they're coming in pretty hot. Milwaukee is a no juggernaut, so let's not be like, oh my gosh, or so. Milwaukee is no juggernaut. They're not, you know, 98 Braves, but, um, you know, still a good team. D-backs, though, are a much better team than Milwaukee was. So, you know, they're coming in pretty hot here. Uh, Taking a look at the bullpen. So, the Arizona bullpen in the wild card round was pretty lights out. They didn't give up a single run. So, that, you know, doesn't bode well for the Dodgers. Or you could say it does bode well bode well they're due for regression but um looking at this diamondbacks bullpen lots of interesting arms from different angles um you know kevin ginkle's the guy i'm looking at uh their their closer paul seawald you know acquired this deadline i'm not too high on paul seawald i think if the diamondbacks have a lead in the ninth inning and it's a close game i think the dodgers i think it might be in for a walk-off just like a hot take, I think we see a walk off in the series. Say that. Okay, walk off off of Sewald. It's an yeah. interesting take. I, I think the Dodgers might walk off this series if it goes that way, right? If the D backs have a, a lead, like a one run or something like that, the Dod- the Dodgers could walk off. Now, last year facing Josh Shader, very low chance. But Paul Sewald doesn't really move me, and I think the Dodgers have a chance to walk off here. There could be some postseason magic. If that does happen, I think the Dodgers go on a deep run here. Um, that'll give me – that'll inspire me quite a bit here if they could walk off because that that carries a ton of momentum, right? So uh, just look off of the back end of the D-backs bullpen. Not too great. Uh, you know, the middle relief for uh, Arizona, better than I think the back end. But, um, yeah, the back end of the bullpen for the backs ain't good. Um and, of course, you could say the same about the Dodgers. They have some weaknesses in the bullpen as well. Um, they're going to have a quite the task of piecing it together. So, uh, moving on to our little prediction for our 26-man roster. So, we know our opponent's going to be Arizona. There's going to be some interesting cuts, a, a couple of cuts here that are going to have to be made, tough decisions. Where do you want to start? You want to start on offense or you want to start on pitching? I was going to say, did you want to go by, like, infielders, outfielders, or did you want to go, like, offense, defense? Um, Just, like, offense and defense. Okay, so we could go with – we could go with offensive first. Okay, so uh, the game one lineup, right, so it's going to be Merrill Kelly, who's a righty, so Mookie Betts is going to be in the infield. It'll be Justin Hayward in right field. So look at the lineup. It's going to be Mookie Betts, Freddie Freeman, Will Smith. So we talked about, you know, Will Smith here. I'm going to kind of stay on him for a second. Will Smith had conversations all year long about Will Smith. He had a, a rib bruise or broken rib for majority of the season, apparently. But, again, it's it's put up a shut-up time, right? So um, 
if Will Smith doesn't come through, I, I believe he really is the X factor. If he doesn't come through, the Dodgers are going to be going home pretty soon here. Not a bad take. Yeah, Will, like we said, Will Smith's bat is way too important in that lineup to not be green for him to, to not be there. And he's a valuable lineup piece. You know, I believe it was 2019 or the 2020 championship series. He had a couple big home runs versus the Braves that honestly saved us. And we're going to need that Will Smith again. You know, he is going to be a, a big caliber this year, just like he's always been in previous seasons. You know, Will Smith is a, you know, his bat is more important than I think he knows it to be. So we really need him to step up. Yeah, there should be no excuses for Will Smith here. He really needs to step up. Otherwise, it's going to be a short October, unfortunately. Um, Max Muncy will back clean up, and you know how I feel about Max Muncy. But uh, obviously, 100 RBIs, 30, 40, 39 home runs, whatever it is, you know, obviously produces. That should be like Will Smith numbers. I'm not saying the home runs at least, but at least the RBIs should be up there. But uh, you know, Max yes. Muncy, kind of a three-outcome player, home run, strikeout, or walk. It's scary because – when you need a big hit, can he get the big hit, right? He can – Will Smith can definitely get the big hit. It's just – Muncy Is he is. there this season? Oh, Muncy. Ugh. Ugh. I don't know. It's kind of – He can. He's just – he's more prone to get out. He's more prone to strike out, and he really is. And I just had a quick question. With Mookie in the outfield – that's if a righty is starting, right? Lefty. So the lefty starting, they have Mookie in the outfield? Correct. I had my little thing wrong. Fuck. Excuse me. So if it's a, is it because when a lefty is there, but wouldn't it make more sense for a righty? Because the pool would be, the pool on a left-handed pitcher would be to left field, No. Uh, when a lefty's in, they take Jason Hayward out of the lineup. Oh, okay. So Hayward's just not even in the lineup. He's in there for righties. Oh, oh I see. I see. They have Hayward in not for defensively just because of his bat. Okay. Okay. Got it. Got it. Yeah. So, um, yeah, Max Muncy, again, another guy that's going to be highlighting in the middle of the other lineup, right? The hard lineup. Three, four, five is going to be definitely highlighted. Definitely going to be the spotlight of the series for me. Uh, of course, you got J.D. Martinez. I'm not one bit worried about J.D. Martinez producing, whether he's batting fourth, fifth, or third. Probably going to bat fifth, maybe fourth in the series. He's going to produce. He's going to be a monster, I believe. So I'm not worried about J.D. Just Hayward will bat sixth. He'll bat around sixth, seventh, right around there um, when there's a righty. So and the D-backs... If it goes as followed, they have three right-handed go. They have three righties going this series, and, and Kelly, Gallant, and Fott. So, and that should be the case the whole series. It'll just be Kelly in Game Four and uh, Gallant in Game Five. So it's gonna be nothing but righties in this series, unless they throw a little curveball to us, somebody else. But I don't think they will. So uh, you should expect Jason Hayward in there in right field every single game. I like Jason Hayward. I think he's a great bat, good defensively. And I'm looking forward to seeing what he does in the postseason as a Dodger. Chris Taylor had a knee contusion uh, the last game of the season. 
you know, you could flip-flop Taylor and David Peralta. Personally, you know, David Peralta does scare me because this guy has been pretty bad since the second half started. And he's a double-play candidate. So, uh, of, of course, he'll be facing his former team, right? Would you rather see Taylor in there or DP in left field, depending on matchup? Matchup? Man, we know Chris Taylor to be clutch in the playoffs. We know for him to have that big swing and a really moment where we need it to. But I, I do want to see Peralta out there. I want to see if he uh, you know, brings back his first his first half self against his former team. You know, maybe he uh, maybe there's some spark inside of him. Like, yeah, you know, let me let me beat these guys. They traded me away. So I I would like seeing Peralta out there. Yeah, it should be a little fun storyline. Of course, last time Arizona made the playoffs, David Peralta was part of the team. So now he's part of the team facing the Dodgers now, or part of the team facing Arizona now. So it should be interesting there. So I, you know, you really just kind of hope David Peralta kind of gets it going here because if he doesn't get it going. That's kind of an automatic out, but he needs to to really step up, get some slug in there, and not just roll over every single time. Chris Taylor, I, like you mentioned, I'm not really worried about come postseason. Some guys are just built for it, and he's built for it, right? So I'm not really too worried about him. James Altman will be your center fielder. Another guy that is pretty streaky, right? And I thought about this Dodgers team being pretty streaky. James Altman could get hot. James, James Altman could get really, really cold. Um, but he has the, the potential for a long ball in there, plays a decent center field. Seems Alman should be fine. And uh, Mickey Rowe will play shortstop for the Dodgers pretty much every game I would expect in the postseason. So uh, at the two round of the lineup. So uh, going to the Dodger bench, there's going to be a cut here. There's going to be a cut along the line here. Austin Barnes will be on the team. You need to carry an extra catcher. He will be on the team, obviously. And then you have Colt Wong, Ahmed Rosario, and Kike Hernandez. So out of those three names, you've got to cut one player. Who is it going to be? Out of Wong, Kike, and Rosario. Kike is just I, – I wouldn't feel comfortable cutting Kike. He has a, he has a nice postseason swing. He's been – he's Kike Hernandez. Colton Wong, I do like his lefty swing. I do like Colton Wong, so I'm going to have to say Rosario. I know Rosario is, you know, matchup wise. I don't think anybody would honestly pick Rosario on this list, but that's who I'm picking. Yeah, I I think we actually might end up in a scenario where Ahmed Rosario doesn't make this team. And of course, the Dodgers kind of traded for him right at the deadline, but. Doesn't mean he won't be on the next roster, but in this roster, I don't think he makes this team. Yeah, I, don't, I really I, don't, I don't think he does. Yeah, Colton Wong is another middle infielder. Kike can play shortstop. Taylor can play shortstop. I just I think Rosario is the odd man out here. And uh, there might be, I mean, is it crazy to think that Colton Wong or even David Peralta might not make the team? Um, yeah, that's, I, a, little, that's honest, a little bit crazy. Yeah, yeah. I, I would mean, say honestly, Peralta should be cut more than Colton Wong. I just, I, I really like Colton Wong. I, I really do. He's what seems he, he was in the postseason for the Brewers. Um, I believe he was a Cardinal too early in his career. 
So he, he, he's played on a lot of good teams, and he's been in the postseason before. I believe more so than Peralta has. So if it had to be Peralta or Wong, I'm going to have to say you cut Peralta. Yeah, I would agree there. But as I'm looking at this roster now, I mean, the Dodgers could go 13 and 13, 13 position players, 13 pitchers. So for me, I have uh, David Peralta, Colt Wong, and Ahmed Rosario right now that are out. Um, we're kind of we're gonna come back to those guys and see who does make the cut. But uh, Peralta, Wong, and Ahmed are on the fence right now, so we're gonna come back. Going over to the pitching side of things, in no chronological order here, so it's gonna be Clint Kershaw game one as your starter, Bob Miller game two as your starter, then it gets murky. Then we have no idea who's going to start, and uh, kind of a little bet going right, and who's going to start game three. Um, does Lance Lynn get on this roster? Like, is he going to start in this series? Yes, I, I have Lynn as part of my roster. So he's your game three starter. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, again, another guy they traded for. So wouldn't that be something if the Dodgers traded for Kike or traded for Ahmed and Lance Lynn and they're not even on the roster? Just like the person, <laughs> at least. It would be, uh, it would be interesting. So it, it could I happen. I think if no, I don't, I don't, I don't like the numbers. I just I, I doesn't feel comfortable with me with him with Lancelin not being on the roster. I'll leave it like that. I I would feel better with Lynn on the roster. If he wasn't, then I'd be like, it it'd leave me in a little like uh, uh like why is he not here? You know I don't I don't care if he gives up home runs like that. He's a, like like you said earlier with experience. A lot of these guys can't get experience unless you get them experience. But it's just. Lance Lynn, man, I I really think he's going to show up big this postseason. I just I need him see I need to see his name in that lineup. Oh, so you are kind of on the Lance Lynn bandwagon here. Interesting. Uh, I want to see a bandwagon. I just I just I think I want to see him do well. I think if you know, I just I want to see that he just he's going to do well, man. I don't know what it is with me and Lance Lynn. He's he's been iffy. He's given up a lot of home runs. Literally the worst season of his career, probably. I just I think he's gonna be there October. I think with that White Sox team, whenever they made it, it just just like why would you want to win with the White Sox? Like, no, he's on a he's on a big and a better team now. Okay, I I, I mean that's completely fair for you to say. No right or wrong answer, I guess. Personally, I'm not as big of a believer in you as Lance Lynn. Obviously, that's been pretty apparent. But, you know, for me, I saw somebody on Twitter say, Lance Lynn does not deserve a start. He did not earn the start. Right? He didn't earn it. He did not earn the game three start. He just did not pitch well enough to get that game three start. And, you know, I agree. I agree. <laughs> Personally, I would say, yeah, we're going to go with the rookie. Bring you with the guy that's going to be part of a rotation for years to come, right? So we're going to go Ryan Pepio. Right? Okay. That, that's kind of my little mindset there. He did not earn it. We're going to go to the guy that's going to be part of this team for a, a while and the guy that has earned it in Ryan Pepio. So personally, I would go Ryan Pepio in game three. That's, that's going to be my call. You made me believe in Ryan Pepio now. 
Okay. And, and I like Ryan Pepeoit, too. That point of right there of he didn't deserve it, I kind of agree with it. I kind of don't. I just... I I think... I don't know. I, I really don't know what it is. I just think Lynn is going to be there. You know, Pepeoit and Sheehan, you know, future stars of this team. Lynn will... The odds of him being here next season, you know, I don't know if the Dodgers exercise their option or not. I just, I think he's going to go out with a bang. And I think, I think that's what it is. You know, last year, Lance Lynn is, his career is coming to an end. You know, he, he, I'm pretty sure he wants to win a ring. You know, I just, I think he's going to go out with a really big bang. And why not with the Dodgers, you know? Okay. that That's fair to say, but I just, I mean, you can only believe so much, right? The results are kind of there on the field, and he just has not shown anything on the field. So um, that that's kind of where I'm at with Lance Lynn. So it'll be Pepeo game three for me personally. Going off the rest of the rotation, so you got Kershaw, Miller, Bob Miller, that is, and Ryan Pepeo. Game four and game five gets interesting because – Game four would be five days later, and Kershaw has not pitched on five days rest in, in quite a while. So it gets really interesting later in the series as it goes along as far as what the Dodgers might do. At that point, I, I really couldn't tell you what they're going to do. I could tell you this. I think, in all honesty, I don't think they will pitch Clint Kershaw if it goes to a game four. I don't think Clint Kershaw starts. I think you're probably going to see a bullpen game in game four. So you wouldn't even expect to see Sheehan starting game four? Yeah, I mean, Sheehan could start a game four. That's why I said I think it would be a well-pun game. But it should be Clint Kershaw's spot, right? Five days, you're probably going to see Merrill Kelly go game four. I don't think okay. uh, Clint Kershaw will go game four. I don't think he'll go game four. Game five, I, I personally wouldn't throw Kershaw game five. So, I mean – yeah, that's what I'm saying. I don't know how they're going to utilize Kershaw later in the series. It just gets really murky. Okay, so you're saying they just use Kershaw one game in a division series pretty much? Coming, yeah, how I think about it, yeah, I think he might just go one game. And maybe come out of, like, yeah, I, I couldn't really tell you right now, but I, you know, thinking about starting, I don't think he starts another game besides game one. Okay, that's an interesting take. So I, I see that maybe he comes in in, like in a bullpen spot in game four, game five to you know, finish the D-backs off. I can definitely see that. And then, yeah, I, I mean, I know Sheehan is a starter. I just I don't know why a bullpen game would be for game four. So Yeah, because it, it'll be Kershaw's spot in the rotation, and that'll be five days rest. So – Dodgers. Is it like the, it's like the official ruling, like they have to go with the bullpen guy, or no? They just couldn't. I guess oh. I, I he we haven't seen Kershaw pitch in game five or, or five days, five days rest. He's pitched on seven days rest. Oh, it's you're right, you're right, you're right. Okay, yeah. So or maybe even uh, Caleb Ferguson throws like the first inning too. That could be something that happens. Or Ryan Pepio, if the Dodgers start Lance Lane game three. Yeah. So. If Yeah, that's honestly more practical. It Lynn honestly starter probably game is three, more practical. Pepeo. But we'll yeah, see. It makes how more they, sense. They, they kind of piece it together. But, yeah, I think we could expect a bullpen game 
full game four if it goes that far. And it's got to be Bob Miller game five if it goes that far. It, it's got to be Bob Miller. There, there's no other option. Yeah, if, if it comes down to the do or die game, I yeah, it has to be the Iceman. So uh, it's going to be interesting to see. Of course, we're going to have a podcast at the conclusion of game one on Saturday night. Be on the lookout for that. Um, so going to the bullpen, Brazier, Gratterall, Yarbrough, Phillips, <coughs> uh, Ferguson, Vessia, Miller, Kelly are my locks right now. Kelly, how could I forget Joe freaking Kelly, man? Disgraceful, man. Disgraceful. Those are my locks. Okay. Doesn't mean I want them to be, but those are my locks that they're they're probably going to be. Um, so that's eight bullpen guys right there, and not counting Sheehan or uh, Pepio or any of those guys. But okay, if let's just say we count Sheehan, Pepio, that's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Nine, ten guys out of rotation. So that means, uh, let's see, Shab Miller will make it as well. That's 11. Kershaw's going to make it. That's 12. And uh, and then we got Lynn. I got Lynn, Grove, and Victor Gonzalez. So. Okay. Okay. I mean, I forgot about Victor Gonzalez. Do you think Victor Gonzalez makes it on the roster? I mean, taking a look at this Arizona team: Corbin Carroll, Speedster, Cattell Marte is a switch hitter, Tommy Pham, righty, Walker, righty, Gabby Moreno, righty, Gurriel, righty. They have a lot of righties. Alec Thomas, lefty, Longoria, righty, Perdomo. Perdomo's a lefty. I don't think he switch hits. Um, he might switch it. Geraldo Perdomo? Yeah, I think he's a lefty, though. Pretty sure he's a lefty, yeah. He's definitely lefty, but I don't know if he switches. I don't think he switches. Definitely lefty at the minimum. And, no, uh, he's not a switch hitter. No. And uh, Jonah Lawler, rookie righty. Jace Peterson, lefty. Uh, Gab, you know, Jose Herrera, righty. So a lot of righties on this team. And so with that being said, Victor Gonzalez. Let's just scratch him out. Michael Grove probably makes this roster, if I'm going to be honest. Yeah, Grove. I definitely. think you have to I'm find him when you get Michael Grove. Like, he's he's electric, man. Get him in there. Yeah, I say – I I would say out of all of our rookies, Papioit, Sheehan, Miller, Grove, Grove is definitely the at the least, like, bottom, like, who I want to see out there. But, yeah, I, I agree with you. You do have to get Grove out there. I mean, even if you're not going to keep him long run, you, know, you get him some postseason experience. And, you know, in a season or two, you never know a curveball right here. You know, he, Grove has that postseason experience. Teams have seen it. They want him. You know, we get a package for Michael Grove or whatever. It could be. But just in regards to that, Grove does need to get out there. Yes. Yeah, so it just is a toss-up with Lance Lynn. I don't know what the Dodgers are going to do with Lance Lynn. I really don't, and that's kind of like – that's kind of like 
have me enter out on some of these other guys because that's the starting pitcher right there, Lance Lynn. The rest of these guys can't come out of the bullpen. But uh, if Lynn does make it, I hope to see Grove in there. Pepio and Sheehan should 100% make it. If they don't make it, I'm going to be greatly disappointed. And, uh, yeah, that, that's pretty much all I got. If, if Pepio and Sheehan don't make it, I'll be greatly disappointed. Okay. Michael Grove. I, I, they're I, gonna I, make I don't it. know if I'll be there, as disappointed, no but I, I do it. hope to see him. And if your boy Lancelin makes just, it, then all bets are off in game three. That's all I'm going to say. Uh, I mean, I'm I'm still hoping for that double double, so we should, we'll see, we'll see if he's on that uh, roster. I'm hoping for a Dodger win and a double double, because if Lancelin goes, I'm not sure if we're going to win that game. <laughs> we should we shall see about that. We shall see. We shall see. I hope I'm wrong, but he didn't inspire much confidence in me. And uh, the D backs again, this team has some pop, right? They have pop and they have speed, and that's the. Uh, it's a deadly combination for Lauslin, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, speed is definitely not one of his main factors when he's pitching. It's definitely a negative for him. And so you said 26-man roster, they can have anywhere up to like 13 and 13. Or 14 That's, and 12. Yeah. Or 14 and 12. Okay, so... When it comes to my bullpen, and like my starting pitchers, I didn't like. I just have stars next to everyone who I think should make it in, and this is who I got so far. So it is bullpen: Kayla Ferguson, Vesia, Joe Kelly, Ryan Yarbrough, Brewstar Gratterall, Phillips, Brazier. Seven and then Shelby Miller would be eight, and then Kershaw, Miller, Bob Miller, Kershaw, Sheehan, Grove, and then Lance Lynn. That's 13. That's 13 by my count. So 13 and 13, right. That should be there. That's thirteen pitchers for you. So who's who's missing it? Who's missing on on your roster? Victor Gonzalez. Victor Gonzalez. Michael yeah. Grove. No, I have Grove. Sheehan, Pepe, Miller, both Millers. Vesia. Vesia's on here. Yeah. Um. Devin Phillips, Bruce Star. Who's one of the like? I got Ryan Brazier. There's another guy, last name who I don't really know. I'm not too sure who you're missing, but that's 13. So going back to the offensive side of the ball, I, I don't know if the Dodgers carry 13 players on the offensive side. I don't. I don't think they do. I, I think they're going to carry 12 and go 14 pitches. You think they go with the extra pitcher? Yep. I think they're going to go 14 pitchers. So, I think uh, the odd man out is probably going to be Victor Gonzalez. And, I mean, maybe maybe he sneaks in there as an extra lefty. I, I, don't, I don't see. He's not making the roster, no. So, it's going to be Victor Gonzalez, odd man out. And uh, that might be it, actually. 
Let me see. I added Victor Cheats. I have a, let me see. So, yep, that'll Kershaw, be it. So, Miller. I have pretty much everybody making the roster, including Lance Lynn. So, with that being said, yeah, if they go 14, Lance Lynn will be on the team. If they go <coughs> if they go 13 pitchers, Lance Lynn will not make the team. That's kind of my prediction. So, let's okay. that. So, I, so I, have, I have 13 pitchers, and pretty much – all everybody's making it except Victor Gonzalez on mine. Yeah. Kershaw, Bobby Miller, Lynn Pepioy, uh Shelby Miller, Emmett Sheehan, Yarbrough, Gratterill, Phillips, Brazier, Grove, and then oh, Vesia Kelly. So it'd either it'd either be Ferguson, there'd be two pitchers who aren't making it. Ferguson and Victor G for me. Or Vesia and Victor Gonzalez. I'd be shocked if Vessia or Ferguson don't make the roster. I'd be very shocked. You think they're a lock? They should be almost 99% locks. But, uh, okay. yeah. So, pretty much everybody's going to make it minus Victor Gonzalez, in my opinion. Or Lance Lynn. If they don't take Lance Lynn, they'll take an actual position player. Ahmed maybe gets on the roster or somebody like that. Um, but I hope to see Colin Wong in the roster. I think he should 100% be on the roster. And uh, I'll leave it at that. I think I'll, if you have to be, if you have to tell me Colton Wong or Ahmed, if they're going to like be hell bent on taking David Peralta, I like Ahmed. I think he's a, I think he's a good guy, but I, I gotta take the lefty off the bench. So I'm gonna take Colton Wong. Yep. Because could argue that Ahmed has the speed. So just an argument there. Yeah, you could argue that, but I just I think overall in a postseason matchup. Just whoever, um, specifically versus a righty. I'm not going to say versus a lefty because versus a lefty, I probably want Rosario. You know, Cali and Gallon. I, I think you just you got to have Colson Wong in there. Yeah, and the dot and the downbacks are very right-handed heavy on offense and uh, pitching. They're very right-handed heavy. So I think there's <laughs> Colson Wong. I think we're going to be without Ahmed this round. So hopefully we see him next round if the opportunity is there. Um, any final thoughts before uh, the postseason gets started? Any last words? Oh, man. For the postseason, man, I just – if Dodger front office is, you know, out there watching this, I mean, I, gosh, I honestly kind of hope they are. Le- learn from 2017. Learn from 2018, please. If your pitchers are dealing, let them deal. Don't cut them loose. I mean, just go watch the Blue Jays game versus the Twins. Look what they did to Jose Barrios. Like, don't do that to one of our own, please. Like, that's all I ask. Like, just just let them deal. Oh, let me tell you. If that happens, it'll be uh, – there's going to be some juices flowing on this podcast. Like, they – there should be no reason for it to happen. Like, it's – it was, two, it was back-to-back World Series, and it, it happened. Like, it just—if it happens, you're gonna be hearing a mouthful from both of us, and you're—it's gonna. Uh, I don't—I don't want to think about it. I don't want to think about it. Let's not think about it. So, final predictions for the series. Who do you got? Dodgers taking the series three-one. Yeah, that seems. That seems about it, but I'm going to go Dodgers in five. 
down to the do or die situation? I think it does. I'm going to go Dodgers in five. And I wouldn't be shocked if the Diamondbacks won. I'll just say that. But I'll go Dodgers in five. Okay, so your your final saying is if the D-backs do win in five, you're not surprised. Nope, not surprised. Interesting. But I'm going Dodgers in five. That I'm placing that bet. Yeah, I'll go Dodgers in five. You got Dodgers in four. We got I got Dodgers in five. Five predictions. Okay. Okay. Um, no fur foul on this episode, unfortunately. Um, next episode, I'll try to get that back in. Um, but uh, yeah, anything you want to say before we wrap up? Like I said, be sure to review the pod, rate it, share it. Uh, we do appreciate y'all for sticking around. Be sure to follow so you can be uh, ready for future podcasts. But uh, next pod, Saturday night after game one of the NLDS. Any last thoughts, Jacob? Man, just hope for a World Series with Kershaw, man. I want to see him with another ring. I want to see LA with a championship parade for once, man. 2020 was pretty tough for us, Alec. Los Angelinos, both of our basketball, baseball, and the year after, uh, a football team did win it, and no parade at all. So, man, that would that would be something this year, you know, having that championship parade. Yeah, I've never seen a Dodger parade. So, hopefully, uh, I can see one before my, my time is up here. Um, but that being said, we're going to sign off. We do appreciate y'all for sticking around. Talk to you again Saturday night. Go Dodgers. Thank you for watching, everybody, wherever you are. Have a safe and a healthy one. We do appreciate you watching. Do enjoy the postseason. Do enjoy October. This only comes around once every season, and it is a joy. It is a thrill to watch with family. And lastly, like always, go Dodgers.